Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to Damn Good Content Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Claymaw, and I have my dear friend, Katie, here on with me this morning. And we're going to talk about all things vulnerability, raw, real. I'm going to ask her the the dirty questions. Not really. Um, In this episode, for you to learn from, I actually met her in February, kind of a creepy story. I saw her check. Okay, this is really creepy. She's never even heard me tell her this story. Um, I saw you check in and like, but listening to your podcast now, it all makes sense because the confidence just like beams off of her, y'all. It's like, this girl is somebody, but I just don't know who she is. So I saw her check in for the Empower Her conference, had no idea who she was. And then like, we went to get my swag back. I don't know if you remember this, but you were by the water fountain. And I was like, hey, um, you look... (laughs) You look so familiar. This is so embarrassing. You look so familiar. Are you like famous or something? I think you said, are you an influencer? Like something. And you were like, I mean, you were, she was so humble and so kind, but like the whole point of the story is like the confidence that you carried, like the presence, like people wanted to gravitate around you and get to know you. So I asked her and she was like, yeah. And then I went and took her workout class the next morning and she like shakes her booty on stage. So I was like, I knew we were going to be friends um, immediately. And then come to find out she's like the MC of this whole event. Like I was like, okay, I live under a rock. It's fine. (laughs) And then then I'm like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? (laughs) And I just can't, I can't, I literally am sweating. I love this so much because I'm somebody where it's like, I would never consider myself an influencer. I'm like, even though I know it's my platform and it's what I do, I I don't think I've ever had anybody like directly ask me that. So I didn't know how to answer. You're like, I don't know. I just feel like I've seen you or like you're part of something. And I was trying to not be like, well, I'm the MC of the event. (laughs) (laughs) You could have said that. Wait, seriously. I was like, insert foot in my mouth. went back to my friends. I'm like, I'm going to go home now. I'm leaving. I'm going to go home. Honestly, it's the best thing ever because for me, somebody being a genuine human and who they are, like I appreciate nothing more than that. So I loved every second of that conversation. Okay, good, good. Okay. So for those of you that don't know her, she is a freaking rock star woman that loves to pop her booty on the internet. I love it. She has this newfound love for dancing. We'll get into that though too. Um, She's a nutrition coach, fitness person. Now she's like the queen of content creation. She just launched an actual program that's launching in January. So when this episode comes out, sorry, you snooze, you lose. But you should follow her because she's definitely going to have more coming out. Thank you so much for being on the show. Give us a little bit about who you are. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Katie Saltzman. I am a nutrition coach, a personal trainer, really started my business in the fitness industry with women 
um, teaching health in a different way, teaching that health should give back to our bodies. It should add to our life. It should create joy in our life. Still a huge part of what I do. Like Shelby said, I was on stage dancing, teaching a workout, popping my booty. Um, I just love women feeling good in their bodies. And I love to teach them how to do that. But in that, I've been able to build businesses and be really successful at that. And so now I've transitioned to business coaching and content creation on the side of my business, which I'm enjoying just as much. That's so crazy because I was just listening to your your podcast and I just like cannot wait to deep dive. Like I was writing notes from you, you and Jill's and I was like nodding as I'm walking on my treadmill, not trying to fall off and creating content at the same time. And I'm like everything they're saying resonates so much about being vulnerable and like just throwing content up like spaghetti and hoping it sticks. And like if you don't truly know who you are. So I guess let's give first and foremost, first question is, she did post something last night about how like you started your newfound love at 37, like you're starting to find yourself. So it's never too late to find what you want to be in life. Maybe I mean, well, your partner too, because y'all just got married. So we congratulations. She met the love of her life. She moved to Denver. So just kind of like give us a little bit of insight on you feeling the confidence to still start now because there's a lot of people that I talk to. They're like, Shelby, I'm too old to to start this. And you're not even old. Like, it's just tell us the lowdown that you would give. So I hear that all the time. And that's one of the biggest reasons I started my podcast. Like I hit record on my podcast at 34 years old. I was about to turn 35. It dropped like on my 35th birthday. And I had just gotten out of a divorce and I was in a position where I didn't know myself. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who, what Katie represented outside of the relationship, the marriage I had been in for so long. And on social media, you would have never known any of this was going on because I can very much just put a smile on my face. It's just who I am as a human. You will always see me pretty well with a smile. But I was like, I've shown up as somebody else my entire life. And I'm going to bring people along on this journey with me of finding who I am again. Right. Right. So I hit record in this podcast. I ended up moving from Detroit to Denver to a city where I didn't know a single person, but I needed new space, new energy. I know not everybody is in a position where they can like totally move their life, but I also think creating the space and the environment in your life to be able to create the change you want is super, super important. So um, there's a lot of things that happened on my journey of like finding myself and moving to Denver to a city and also like meeting people in a new city. Um, But I am like the queen of so much can change in a year. I went from like sleeping on an air mattress by myself, like ugly crying on the kitchen floor to my mom, to moving to a new city, thriving, meeting the love of my life and living a life that I never thought that I could create in my mid thirties. Right. And so there's no, I don't understand where the stigma of like people saying like, I'm too old to start is where it came from or why they're letting it hold them back. Because in a year you've done so freaking much, like, holy shit. Like I remember during the empower her conference, this is also creepy. Um, but like when I like align or connect with someone, like I want to genuinely wholeheartedly get to know them. Um, and you said something about how Keisha, when you were going through or you were going through something and she sent you the song daydream by Lily, whatever. And I didn't even know that about you. And that song has changed my life too, in the sense of like, I just, if you listen to the words of it, 
it's just so crazy of like how much as children you can dream and aspire to be so much and no one restricts you from that. But the moment you grow up and become an adult and, you know, I feel like we have to live by such a norm that you're scared. Yeah, of course. I'm a huge believer in like breaking out of this box that we were told that we were meant to live in our whole lives. And look, I I love my family. I love the way I grew up. I grew up in a very like Christian conservative family and that I I really had an amazing upbringing, but in that upbringing I was told that my life was going to look one way. I was going to get married young, I was going to marry a man of the church, I was going to have a lot of kids. Here I am, 37 years old, divorced. I just got remarried, which is amazing. We're going to try for kids this year, but my life looks very different from what I thought it was going to look like. And because of that, I carried so much guilt and shame for a huge amount of my life and also with not only with the guilt and shame, but you come with this idea where you're just consistently trying to be somebody that you're not. Right. And I think that's why so many women are dealing with like stressors and anxiety because they have these ideas of what they should be in their head as a mom, as a wife, as a person, what they should look like, how they should act. And it's not really part of who they are. And I think the more we can break down those stigmas and normalize that, like we're all different and showing up in this world as our most authentic self is the most beautiful thing that we can give. But we don't think that we think showing up like everybody else and what yes. we're told we should be is is what the gift is. Yes. Okay. So I want to stop you there because I was writing a question, but I'll just ask it now. At what point was it the breaking point for you to be like, I heard on the podcast today, you were talking about like for so long, you were just putting content out there because you just felt like you had to, but then yeah. like you had this moment where you were like, screw that. I'm going to be me. If I lose followers, that's yeah. fine. If you lost followers, that was fine. And you started authentically showing up yourself and then you're building a community of like raving fans. Walk us through like when that breaking point was and how like free you felt when that happened. Yeah. So that breaking point comes with a little bit of a backstory. So yeah. when I moved from Detroit to Denver, I hired this moving company and at all five-star reviews, like they packed up all my stuff on a truck. It was like the most exciting moment in my life. Cause keep in mind, I'm coming out of like a really abusive relationship and I feel really broken. And this felt like new life. And I was so excited. And I drove myself in an SUV to Denver with my dog. Like nobody else was with me. And I suppose my stuff was supposed to be there in six to seven days. And I ended up being part of a moving scam. And <gasps> shut took, up. Yeah, they took all of my stuff. Like I made front page of the news. Like it was a huge deal. <sighs> I didn't get I didn't get anything back, right? We're talking like your entire life. Bed, couches, like even things like Nike shoes, boots, coats, everything was gone outside of the suitcase that I packed myself, which like if you're moving across country, you were in like the baggiest, most comfortable clothes yes. you could possibly imagine. So like I brought nothing cute with me. And I, that's, that's why I slept on an air mattress. I had to go out buy an air mattress. Like it was the most wild time. But I remember sitting like on my kitchen floor because I had nothing, like my apartment was empty in a city where I had no support. And I remember sitting there and I was like, okay, I have two options here. I can downward spiral or I can upward spiral. And maybe, just maybe this is a gift from universe, God, whatever you believe. Maybe this is a gift of like, yes, everything was taken away, but like, what if I could rebuild a more, like a better, more beautiful life? 
which was a right. really hard mindset to have. And trust me, it came with a lot of breakdowns, but I really sat there and I was like, I have no distractions. I have no TV. I have no computer. Everything is gone, but I have an opportunity to find who I am. And I realized in that moment that showing up perfect, like everybody else was not working for me. So what if I tried to show up imperfect? What if I tried to show up and actually create human connection? And what if I said, screw what everyone else was doing? And I stopped looking at other people's content and I focused on what I wanted to create in my business, but more importantly, how I wanted the human on the other end to feel. And that was the moment that like shifted it all for me. So then I thought, what if I stopped showing up like everyone else? What if I stopped trying to be perfect? And what if I actually showed my imperfections? I actually created human connection. And I not only showed up how I wanted to in my business, but more importantly, I showed up knowing what the other person on the other side of the screen would feel. Like instead of creating for me off of ego, off of likes, of whatever I was doing before and whatever was working for everyone else, I started to create on what I wanted to build and what I knew that women on the other side of the screen needed to hear. So I switched from like ego to impact and that switch that changed the game for me. So you were just talking about how like the difference between virality and building a community. And I think that this is a great topic because I heard you talk about it with Jill too, as when you, when it comes to virality, you're like ego boosting at this point, it's not necessarily putting content out that's actually being valuable to the person on the other end. So like to me, especially when I deal with clients that are like, Hey, Shelby, how do you get us to go viral? Or how are you going to create content that's going to make us go viral? And I was like, okay, well, do you have the capacity to handle those clients. So like, I want you to kind of go into your thought process on it's an ego thing. And then also if you do go viral, like what to expect, how to handle that. Do you have the systems yeah. in place to handle that? Like all, let's touch on like all of it. I would love to dive into this topic. Cause I was actually just working on a post on the things that surprised me most when I started going viral. And I think I find it pretty easy. And I think a lot of people are going to find this offensive, but I find it on the easier side to go viral, but none of those posts convert. Like if you look at my posts this year, there's been probably, I don't know, eight to 10 of them that have gone pretty viral. Have I got followers from those? Yes, but I've shifted to this phase where I'm purposefully trying to actually not go viral. I'm creating content for my ideal client and my ideal community because the biggest things I've realized with going viral is it actually doesn't impact your income at all. Sometimes it can impact it in a more negative way because that's exactly what happened for me is my content started to go viral. I started to see followers, which was a cool little ego boost. But what happened after that is I started to see my income go down. Why? Because the content that I was creating and the in-between that I wanted to hit my ideal client wasn't getting to them and wasn't reaching them. Because when you have this big following of people that aren't ideal clients and aren't people that are going to buy and aren't people that have connected with you in your community at all, you get lost in the noise. You get lost in translation. And it's more likely that the in-between posts aren't actually shown to the followers that you want it to be shown to. Right. And so like, I just want you to reiterate the fact that like, Yes, viral can be fun for your ego, but in the same time, if you go viral and you get an influx of followers and they aren't engaging or they're not finding value with your content, 
then you, your stuff will actually not be seen because you yeah. want engagement. That is how you get discovered. That is how you find more people. That is how you build that trust. So is that like how you look at all this? Yeah, I would have, I would rather have 10 loyal followers in my community now than I would 10,000 people that do not care about my message or what I have to say. Because at the end of the day, like, especially if you're a business owner, like I'm in the business of creating community, connection, impact, and yes, that impacts my income, right? So you understand like as a, as a business owner, it's not just all about income, but that plays a huge role in it. So why are we speaking to the masses? Why are we worried about that? And as I've grown my following and I've connected with a lot of other women with big followers, I've realized that people in my community and network that actually have like 5,000 and under or 10,000 and under are tripling the income of the women that have these big, massive followings for that reason. I, I cannot agree with you more, but like, I try to get people to say it in their own way for my community. Cause otherwise my community thinks I'm just like a broken record, but in the yeah. same sense, it's like, I remember, and I told this at the conference that I just did is I remember having 300 followers when I first started. And I remember trying to connect with these huge accounts that had like thousands and thousands of followers. And I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I not growing? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I'm a social media manager. I'm telling them all their value. Like I'm giving all of this value to them for them to see. And I remember having a conversation with someone. I think they had like 30,000 followers at the time. I think now they have like a hundred. I have no idea. And she's just like, I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Can you please give me some insight? Help me here. And she, I was like, I'm ha- I have a thriving business. I have a six figure business, blah, 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 like all this stuff. And she literally said, how are you making money? And I was like, how are you not? She had like this huge following and she wasn't converting anything. She wasn't making any money. Like, yes, her, her reels were getting views. They were getting shares. They were getting comments, but they weren't converting for dollars. And if you're not really, I mean, ultimately it boils down to, yeah, it is fun. And yeah, you're creating content and you're connecting with people, but you have to make money doing it or you're wasting this time. So like these numbers thing in the vanity metric, it's almost like a popularity contest. And that is how people are judging their success is based on numbers. And it really just like irks my inside. Cause I'm like, this is not what we're supposed to be doing. Mm. I get annoyed when my posts start to go viral now. Like I have a post right now that's going viral and I completely changed the caption to try and start to get people to listen to my podcast because it is about uplifting women. And I think when you go on this journey from where I was to where I am now, and I show that those posts can easily be seen and take off, right? Because women want that. They're inspired by that. But a lot of the people following me are not my ideal clients. So I'm like, well, what if I can convert them to listening to my podcast episode, right? So if you do have a post that starts to go viral at all, making sure the caption is like pouring them into something that is relating to your business or your community. So I changed that caption to be very clear about who I am and what I do, because if you're not interested in that, then I probably don't want you as a follower in this community and you might not be able to support that. And also one thing I want people to understand is going viral, you're going to gain a lot of followers, but in the weeks after you're going to lose a lot of followers too. And that takes you on an emotional roller coaster, like from somebody that has like went to creating viral posts and both boosting off of ego and then going into like, I don't want to go viral. I want to create impact and community with the women that are currently in my world it's a roller coaster ride to go from those high highs to like 
what am I doing wrong? And it takes you to the low lows. And what that creates is a ton of inconsistency in your business and how you show up. And like at the end of the day, I don't know about anybody listening, but like I created my business to change lives. It's what I do. I change women's lives for a living. And the more I can focus on that and pour into that and the less I can drown out everything else, the more impact and income I'll make in this world. I think that that is so powerful. There's two things that you said there that I actually want to touch on. Number one is like, what is the power of like creating a raving fan? So like, you're not necessarily wanting to, yes, you want to reach more people cool over time and like build that trust, but like actually converting the people that are following you right now to buy from you. Like you have 35,000 followers, I think maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. Anyway, if all 35,000 people bought from you, how awesome would that be? You know what I mean? So like, I try to tell people, if you have a hundred followers, what would you do if a hundred people bought your product or service that you're offering? How would you feel? So tell us, give us a little insight on like what you're thinking when it comes to like really creating raving fans. Yes. One of my favorite things I've ever heard was if you want to be loved globally, which I think a lot of us ego do, you have to be loved locally. And I think so many of us are missing that local part. We're we're not concerned about the women that are in our world right now because we're concerned about getting more in. And I don't know if you heard on the episode that Jill and I did today that dropped on the podcast, uh, she made such a good analogy. And she's like, it's like creating a dinner for your best friends, the people that you're closest with, and you have them over at the dinner table and you're out on the porch, like who else wants to come? Can we get more people to this dinner? And you're not focusing on the people in your world that are sitting right in front of you. Yes. That's what we have to be focused on is like, if we can create impact with one person, that one person will turn into two, will turn into 10, will turn into a hundred. And just like you said, like I started my Instagram page with literally like my mom and my friends as my first followers. Yeah. Same with teaching. Like you saw me teach on a stage with what three in front of 300 women And you have to understand if there were three people that showed up to that class, you would have got the same Katie, you would have got the same energy, the same hype, the same booty shaking on stage with 300 people. And that's how I just like go about my platform in general with my workshops, with my programs. When I had one person versus when I have a hundred people in front of me in a masterclass, I will still be showing up as the same human and pouring in to that, to you the same. Yeah. And I love that. I like, this is going to be my, end up being my favorite podcast. Don't tell anyone else. Um, because like, it's like the genuine authenticity that you have that you're bringing to the point where it's like, we all get caught up. So like, if you are caught up in the vanity metrics and you are in that ego, like era in your life where you're like, I have to go viral. I have to have this, 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 this. If you can change your mindset, we've all been there. Like I used to be there. I was like, Oh my God, I want to go viral. Now I'm like, if I can change one person's life, just Mm -hmm. one, If you focus on that number, whether it's one person or five people, if you focus just on those people and say like, how can I bring value to that person or those people, then your whole world and your whole mindset is going to change. And then doors open to the possibilities of what you can bring to the table. Yes, absolutely. When you can get out of your head and get into your community, it will forever change your life. And it's the biggest reason on my page, as I've shifted into business coaching, I'm all about creating realness and human connection, whether it's with health, whether it's with business. I will never hide my likes. I will never delete a post that doesn't no. do well. I will, and and honestly, I will show you that. Like, hey guys, this post got 89 likes and I have a community of 35,000 people. Like maybe the algorithm wasn't in my favor that day or maybe 
89 people resonated with that post. And yes. that's what I choose to focus on. Because if you look at my page, there's going to be such a fluctuation. And it doesn't mean that post was good or bad or algorithm shifted or whatever it meant. It's like, pull out of that and focus on the impact you're creating to the human on the other side of the screen. Yeah. And I think that that's like seriously so huge when you say that, because there's so many people that get caught up in analytics and like, is this bad? So like, there's times where your numbers are really good and there's times where your numbers are bad. If you focus on like the content that you're putting out and the value that it's giving, like talk to your community, see what they actually need from you. What are the problems that they're running into? Just have a simple conversation. And the fact that like one other thing that you said a while ago was losing followers. What is your take on if some like how to handle losing followers? Because there's so many people that tell me, oh, I lost so many followers. I'm like, okay, well, I lost like 300 this month. Okay, bye. Like, what are your thoughts on followers and them saying bye to your account? I honestly don't even look at how many followers I use, I lose. Like I've stopped looking at those things. I Some people would probably say it's like irresponsible as a business owner to not look at your insights. And there's a certain amount that I dive into that, but I also choose like not to put my energy or obsession in those things. Yes. If you want to unfollow me, unfollow me. Like I think like people in my community, I really look at it as like if they're like an anchor, if you don't want to be there and you're there consuming my content or you don't like me or you don't like what I have to say, like you are an anchor, like holding me down, like sucking energy out. Like I would rather you go follow people that bring you up then. Like if I'm not one of those humans, which I feel like I am for most people, <laughs> but if I'm not like, I don't want you to spend your energy on me either because I know how it feels to follow people or see content where it either makes you cringe or it doesn't make you feel good or it makes you double think what you're doing. And I don't want the energy in my world either. So if I'm that person for somebody else, like by all means, unfollow me. You're not going to buy my programs. You're not right. going to be in the membership. You're not going to support the other women in this community and bring them up. And that's what we're about here. Yes. And I think that too, a lot of times is what people get so caught up on is like, when you shift your mindset from it being popularity contest and ego boosting, then you give two shit, like you'll give zero shits on if someone's following you or if they unfollow you. And a lot of times people say, well, I'm scared to annoy people. People don't like my content. And every time my response is there's an unfollow button. And they can unfollow you. That's not your people. Those are not the people you're going to convert. They're not going to buy whatever you're selling. They're not going to support you in any way. They're not going to share your post. They're not going to do anything. So why are you letting, I love the analogy of like, like they're your anchor because like if you are so focused on them and them bringing you down, then like you are not having any other energy for the people that are there cheering you on. Yes. A hundred percent. I just had this conversation with a business client and she was like, well, you know, 20 some people clicked on the link and I've only had three people buy. And I'm like, why are you giving any energy to the people that clicked on your link that were interested? And why don't you start celebrating the people in your world that just bought, shout them out on your stories, get excited, be in that energy. And it's probably going to bring the 20 some people that clicked on your link along with you. Also, how many links do you click on a day and don't buy? Like sometimes you're just curious and that could be somebody that also buys in the future if you still make them feel seen and heard and is important, whether they spend $0 or whether they spend $10,000 with you. Like there are many women in my world that just consume my podcast. They've never bought any of my programs. They've never brought in revenue. But guess what? They are just as important to me as the women that have spent $10,000 plus in my world because I know that I'm creating impact in their life. 
And I also know they're here for a reason. And maybe somewhere along the way, they will be in my world or they will spend money with me. And if they don't, guess what? I love them just as much. Right. And I think what people do is they get so obsessed with the buyer journey in the sense of if they don't buy the moment you put something out, then they write them off or they're like, I don't want to support you. But you don't know every single person's journey of the point where like they might need to develop that trust with you. They might need to understand what you have to offer. They might need to make sure it's an investment, no matter what type of money or, you know, what are you selling, but you have to make sure that they're ready. And so like, just because they're not buying now doesn't mean they won't buy later. And being at the top of mind of your consumer is really what's going to convert your people later. And so like, I think like, with the whole mindset of social media, one, it's like screwed everybody up because everybody's like the vanity metric, the whole like living. It's literally someone's preview of their life on social media. You don't know like what you said a while ago was if you would have looked on Instagram when I was in a marriage that was abusive and I was living elsewhere before I like rediscovered myself, you would have thought my life was perfect. Mm -hmm. But in reality, it wasn't. And when the fact that when you decided to flip that switch and become vulnerable, I feel like you probably had so much weight lifted off your shoulders. Like, yeah, this is very vulnerable and I'm sharing my life, but also I'm making such great connections with people. When you can release the judgment of what everyone else around you thinks and focus on creating happiness in your life and focus on what you want to build, that will only bring the outcome that you want. But if you're focused on vanity metrics and looking perfect and what everyone else is doing and trying to create a business based off of everyone else's strengths instead of a business based off of your strengths, you will only keep spinning your wheels. Right. Y'all, I am like obsessed with this episode. It's insane. But okay, if you let's switch a little bit for like some kind of tangible tips for them, especially if they're listening here. What are like three of like if you don't say someone's just starting out, okay, and they're wanting to push content out, but there's so much noise in on these platforms of like these social media gurus, I'm selling all these programs to help you go viral to make $10,000 months to get 10,000. This is how I got 30,000 followers in like a week, all this stupid yeah. shit. That's insane. What is drives me crazy? Like, ex- oh, I sent one reel to my friend the other day. And I'm like, if I see another reel like this, I'm going to freak out. And then I went on, ended up going on a rant on my story on black Friday. Cause I was like, this is, this is just insanity. So like, what would your advice to someone that's just starting out, mm-hmm. um, that their Instagram or whatever plat or whatever you want to address is not their forte. And they just want to start creating content that is actually valuable and that connects with their audience. Like what are three actionable tips that they can start doing to actually making good content? Yes. Okay. couple of things. Well, I have three of them. So there we go. Number one is create more than you consume. If you are sitting there and you are consuming, 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 you are taking the life out of what you want to create because in your head, it will be like, I'm not as good as them. I don't look like them. How can I do this? And then you're trying to recreate somebody else's content that isn't yours, which like, look, we all recreate content in our own ways. But if you're not doing it based off of your strengths and you're doing it based off of theirs, it will always feel icky. The quickest way to break through imposter syndrome is to build a business based off of you and your authenticity. So create more than you consume. Always, always, always. Try and start your day off with the creation part more than the consumption part if you really want to start on a high. Boom. Number two, um, get to know your audience. Get to yes. know them in a way that doesn't just bring in sales. 
So the other night I did a post on my story where I had just come from a Denver Broncos tailgate, my first one ever. And yes. I skipped the game and came back home to be in pajamas. Cause like, I'm not a drinker and I'm kind of like getting old and I love being in my pajamas on a Sunday night. So I asked a simple question. Are you a up for a party or are you a pajamas on Sunday night? A hundred percent of people said pajamas on Sunday night. Did that post help me convert any sales? No, but did it help me to get to know my audience and know that I should be posting on Sunday nights because they're all sitting in their pajamas on their phone? Yeah, absolutely. Boom. Right? Yeah. Yes. So get to know your audience on a different level. Don't just ask questions to try and convert to sales. Ask what they need. Ask what their favorite creamer and a coffee is. Create conversation in those conversations, most of my content is based off of conversations in the DMs with my ideal clients. My podcast episodes, my content online are all conversations from language of my ideal client, which is why it resonates so much with other people. Hell yeah. Yeah. And last one, this is going to be a little Katie one, but get out okay. of your head and get into your body and have a little bit of freaking fun. I don't know about you, but the women in my world have come from a world of health that takes away from them, that makes them feel miserable. It's like transactional and calories in, calories out. And same with business. It's like you're spinning your wheels with like business and content and income, and you've been at the same for months. If you think about your ideal client, like, yes, you want to create this transformation and outcome for them, but my ideal client wants fun, wants freedom wants joy, wants to feel good in their body, in their mind, and in their business. And so like I lead first. I have to do that. And when I was doing probably the least successful in my business, I wasn't leading with that. And now I lead with that. Like I will dance, like you will see me dancing on my story while I'm making coffee before I create content. I have fun in my life, in my day-to-day. -day. I create magic in the mundane because I also know that's what my client needs. And if I can do it in my own life and lead the way, it's way more likely to overflow into their life. Oh my God. And she's accurate. I watch her stories and she's always dancing, <laughs> truly. Like it, God, those are so good. And like, just to like spit them out at me. Thanks. I love it. Like, what? didn't even know that question was coming. <laughs> you didn't. You were like, boom, y'all. We didn't even, we didn't even rehearse this. Remember I'm that creepy girl that found her at the water fountain, actually at the check-in at the hotel. <laughs> that was the best. Are you someone? Are you, are you someone important? Should I know your name? <laughs> that is what you said to me. I was like, I, I don't know, actually. I don't know how to answer this. <laughs> you were so humble. You were just like, yeah, kind of. And then like, you told me your name. Cause of course I asked who she was after. Cause I wasn't like, <laughs> butt clench, literally go crawl in a hole, like sweating profusely. Like I'm going home. Um, I asked and I was like, cool, cool, Shelby, you're a dumbass. But it's fine. Like, obviously, stage for the opening Rihanna dance. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm just the MC. I'm like, okay, goodbye. I'm done. This is fun. Well, it lasted on the fly back home. <laughs> I love so, it. This is a good lesson. This is a good lesson. This is actually like, just shoot your shot, even if you sound dumb. And now she's on my podcast. Exactly. And like, she's just so fun. I, God knew I needed you in my life. That's literally why he was like, walk up to her at the water yes. fountain and ask who she is. Yes. And I would so much rather that than somebody try and like be cool or act perfect around me. I'm like, I'm a hugger. I'm down to earth. I'm real. I'm human connection. So like, if you're coming up to me asking that, I'm like, I already love you. 
Good. Cause I was like, cool. That, that, I feel like that would make me feel comfortable too. But okay. As we wrap up, I want them to be able to come find you. So like, give us the lowdown. How can they work with you? What are your social y'all? Her podcast is called crying over, wait, c- crying burns calories. Wait, yeah. pause. How did you come up with that name? <laughs> okay. I am always like a very sarcastic person just in general. And I don't know, like and I'm also a crier. Like I, I love to be like in touch with my emotions as a woman. And I think we're constantly told we're too much. And I don't know why, like crying burns calories has always been sort of a joke in my world. And I'm like, what if I just yeah. name my podcast that? Because again, like there are so many like, you know, health podcasts and like they sound like very perfect, but I'm like, I don't want the women coming into my world to feel like they have to be perfect. I want them to embrace themselves. So like crying burns calories just felt right. That is amazing. Okay. Now that I interrupted you, give us the lowdown. Tell us everything. Yes. Number one, make sure you're listening to the Crying Burns Calories podcast. We dive into literally all things um, when it comes to health, mindset, physical health, mental health, relationships, and also business. Um, You can find me, probably my main platform is on Instagram. I dabble in TikTok a little bit, but um, not really. So Instagram (laughs) is probably where you can find me the most. Um, I do one-on-one coaching. I have business masterminds and mini minds that aren't open right now. Um, They're full and I'm sort of in the middle of them, but they will be running again and opening in January and February. So keep an eye out for that. Get on my email list and you will be able to get all the info for it. Absolutely. And we'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. So thank you so stinking much. I appreciate you. Hug from afar. I would hug you tight now that I know you. I think I even hugged you then. So it's fine. Whatever. Um, I hug everyone. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Um, Guys, until next time, if you like this episode, please comment, share. And until next time, let's freaking get it.